Hey, 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 welcome to today's show on The Real Tea Talks with Taiyi, hosted by investor queen Taiyi. On this show, Taiyi aims to empower women, wives, and working parents with financial literacy fueled by real estate investing. Are you ready to learn how to create generational wealth and leave a legacy for your family? Go to www.wholesalingai.com. Now, for today's episode, here's your host and investor queen, Taiyi. Welcome back into today's show, all you guys. I am so happy to be here with you as always. Life is going to continue no matter what is going on. Unfortunate for the world, but good for us. I'm glad to be here. Thankful to be here for those who celebrate Ramadan Mubarak, Ramadan Kareem. Um, you know, I want to make sure that we are very, very mindful of the time that we're in. And it really plays uh, even more so critical importance into the type of investing that you intend to do. So on today's show, we're actually going to be talking about rental real estate again, that long-term game for financial freedom and passive income. And not in 30 years, right, when you pay off a conventional mortgage. We're talking about condensed timelines from anywhere from two to six years on average, depending on how aggressive your acquisition strategy is, what markets you're investing in, and all of those different things of those different components. So the topic of today's show is going to be the four common biggest fears of owning rental real estate of owning rental properties, okay? Because this is a topic that number one, personally plagued me, okay? But it also has plagued hundreds of others investors very similar to me. And because we talk about on this show, the good, bad, and ugly, right? We talk about advanced and basic and intermediary where we kind of cover the spectrum of real estate investing. I wanna make sure that it's not going over your head and also it's speaking to those kind of hidden fears or hidden truths that maybe you just didn't give a voice to or maybe you couldn't put a finger on, right? So let's talk about those just to unveil them, get them out the way, get them out in the open so that does no longer debilitate you from getting invested, reinvested, or more invested into real estate. So here we go. Today, I want to make sure also that you are going to have the key takeaways of number one, understanding that rental property investment sits amongst the best investment choices that generate real cash flow, bar none. Okay. The second thing I want you to remember is that owning a rental property should be considered a long-term investment strategy. It's part of your overall investment portfolio, but not for quick gains, right? We're not teaching or preaching or practicing how to be necessarily a flipper, right? How to just flip properties for appreciation and base it on um, appreciation versus cash flow. This show is really designed for those who want to be cash flow investors, meaning they want the stability of a consistent passive income stream that they do not have to work for, but put money to work for them so that we can all collectively build generational wealth for the long term. Okay. And the third thing I want you to remember is that no matter what scares you about owning a rental property, you absolutely can still overcome and succeed 
at the same time. So a good amount of fear is always good to have, right? Fear just is a reminder or an indicator that you're moving in the right direction of something that is new, something that might be uncomfortable, but those things are required to stretch you, stretch you beyond your current comfort zone, okay? So owning a rental property is absolutely also one of the most lucrative ways to maximize your profits, your earnings that you have on a regular job or any of your primary income sources and increase your overall revenue from more of a passive standpoint. Now, if you decide to be active in real estate, meaning wholesaling or flipping houses, there's nothing wrong with that. You're in a different game. You're in a different niche. You're in a different tax bracket even, but there's nothing wrong with that because you are still generating those more larger but lump sum cash injections into your business that you can then use to deploy that capital into purchasing rental properties. So they go in tandem. They go hand in hand. You don't have to choose one or the other. You can do both if that's what you shall choose to do. Now, when you're considering though the rate of value increase and return on the investment you're getting, the investment of your time, because that matters and is super undervalued by a lot of people entering the industry thinking that they're not allocating enough time to allow these returns and allow the this, this uh, performance to actually materialize, to actually come to life for them so that they can realize a gain, right? So considering that rate of value and how that value is going to increase when we're talking about appreciation and also the, the ROI, right? That return on time investment and also return on financial investment. Rental properties with both of those two value adds combined is absolutely incredible. It definitely uh, comfortably sits amongst the best investment choices that generate that real cash flow. By real cash flow, I mean that it's actual dollars that you realize in your hand, in your pocket, or in your mailbox, or in your bank account every single month. Now, how do investors, how do owners or landlords really feel about adding rental properties to their portfolio, right? Well, with some exciting and also fantastic benefits, tax benefits included of running a business overall, there are still limitations that could deter real estate investors such as yourself or others you know from adding this to their list of income streams, right? Why is that? Well, we are going to talk about that. I'm going to highlight some of the biggest fears like I talked about earlier of owning rental property so you can identify with it or completely refute it and say, nope, that's not a concern that I have. Ultimately, I want you guys to check these off so that you are not constricted by the limiting belief or the limiting uh, uh, potential of these things that are inevitable, right? Number one of those being property damage. Now, turning over your property to a complete stranger absolutely breeds lots and lots of fears and worries for most people, as it did myself, right? So when I first started out, I was like, I don't know about this. It wasn't a huge concern that I had, but it actually was still in my mind, and even if it was towards the back, okay, if I'm being totally honest. Now, the one fear that most owners and even potential investors tend to look at 
is this issue of potential property damage. Nobody wants to spend all their time wholesaling and flipping properties to generate these large lump sums of cash, inject that cash into purchasing a rental property, rent it out even after potentially spending more money to renovate their property into a good livable condition, and then have it poorly managed by strange tenants that have no value or appreciation up for the property because it's not their own right? Because they are low quality tenants in all honesty, right? Now, landlords always fear in the beginning, usually that proper uh, property management isn't even a guarantee against property damage, okay? Because they feel like, I don't know, maybe damage to their property could hinder more than help their investment in the long run. And the actuality of that is it can, right? It can absolutely happen, but you don't want it to deter you from investing. The way to insure against property damage is number one, insurance. Number two, requiring the tenants to also have insurance. And number three, you can also make sure you have proper local property management to continuously check on the condition, monitor the property and the tenant maintain the property and assess the quality of the tenant by doing a thorough due diligence on them through the pre-screening process before even allowing them to step foot in the property as their home. Okay. So number two, of the biggest fears that we've received is the wrong tenant choice altogether. Now this again builds on that property damage which has to do with quality of tenant. Forget renting out to strangers, right? Accepting the wrong tenant overall is one major fear of owning a rental property that people actually have, right? Now I didn't necessarily have this direct fear of the quote unquote wrong tenant syndrome, but imagine just renting your property out to tenants who don't comply with the community rules or the regulations such as HOAs, homeowner associations. They have no respect for the premises. They do whatever they want. They bring animals into the property when there's supposed to be no animals. They throw their trash in the wrong dumpster if there's a shared community trash, right? Like just those type of violations are unacceptable. And owners always want to avoid these unprecedented chaoses that can occur even though they shouldn't, and they're renting out to ideally adults, if that's your market, right? And would rather not pursue the business overall than accommodate these type of troublesome tenants um, that could potentially mess up the surrounding neighborhoods or even in worst case scenarios, bring down the overall value of the property in addition to the neighborhood right? So to avoid that, you want to make sure that you are pre-screening not only your tenants, but you have local professional property management. You pre-screen the property management company, making sure you know their AUM, assets under management number, making sure you know their protocol for uh, screening tenants, knowing how they market for tenants, knowing if they do background checks, criminal or background, right? Knowing what their procedures, their standard operating procedures are, their rent collection, their data analysis, their cash flow analysis and projections, right? Overall, you want to make sure that from a financial, physical, and just um, mental standpoint, you can go to sleep at night knowing you don't have a problem property with a troublesome tenant depreciating the overall value of your investment, okay? That's how to alleviate that wrong tenant issue. Now, some other things you can also do
Are you enjoying this show so far? I sure hope so. Please like, share, subscribe to the channel, and feel free to leave me a message down below. participate in the thoroughness of the application process for screening tenants with your property manager. Now, before you can do all of that, senior to doing so, right? If, and, and property managers should absolutely have this dialed in. They should have this down pat, right? By the time you get to them, because they have hundreds of properties under management, ideally, including invest in real estate themselves as investors and landlords. So they can have a uh, into more intimate uh, appreciation for your business and also understanding of it, right? You senior to that thorough application process and kind of helping to refine and refinish it if you want to tighten certain things up to make sure that nothing is kind of Flipping through the cracks from the property manager is really finding the right team, right? You need to verify this before even purchasing your first rental property is that you have the right team and the right people on your team early on before you even considering purchasing a property. You need to assemble, a, assemble this team early on so you already have them in place in the market that you intend to invest in okay you can get independent references you can do your own research you can make sure that again that property management company is also appropriate for the neighborhood that you intend to invest in meaning you don't have a professional property management company that only specializes in section 8 housing in a high income high rent neighborhood just it, those values in those neighborhoods are simply not aligned, right? You also want to make sure that the person on your team, including your um, bookkeeper, should be your absolute first person in hire. Second to that being your attorney, right? To make sure that you're compliant and operating in compliance with the local laws of that state, right? You also want to make sure you have a property manager on your team. You have a banker on your team. All of these people need to make sure that in addition to your CPA, your, your accountant and tax advisor, that they do right by you, right? They take care of your daily needs, your operational needs for the properties operations. They kind of feel, fill in those knowledge gaps that you're going to absolutely have by default. And, and overall, they're going to choose and help you to structure your investments correctly, but also analyze the data including the tenant applications that come in, the markets you're investing in, and the potential properties performance that you can project and expect to receive, right? All of that comes from having a solid team so that you don't have to be the expert and you also do not have to have the constant fear of choosing the wrong tenant. Right. Make sure that you're requiring two and a half times the rent so that they can afford the rent. Right. Make sure that there's not more than two uh, justified or kind of explained um, charge offs on their credit report. If there's three or more, that should be a huge red flag. Things like that are what you want to make sure that your property manager has in place to make sure from a tenant requirement or criteria standpoint that they're bringing you high quality tenants that are not going to damage the property, that are going to pay rent in full on time every month, that do earn ideally three times the rental rate, right? And only considering that two and a half um, times the rent rate if they have maybe good or great 
credit or even have a credit partner on the lease, a co-lease uh, person, right? You don't want the person with multiple charge-offs. You don't want to have the person that has multiple evictions or foreclosures, right? It's just, it's going to save you some, some headache, some stress, and get you some additional rest if you have these type of measures or checks and balances additionally in place. So absolutely, be strict on the income, the job history, the court records, but but also give an option for a higher upfront deposit requirement, maybe two to three times the rent, if you do have a tenant that you like, an overall application that you like, but they just have these unfavorable variables like past evictions or bankruptcies or foreclosures or uh, multiple charge-offs, right? Accom- uh, accommodate for those, or not accommodate, I'm sorry, but just kind of be mindful of those and consider that person only if they have the financial wherewithal to pay a higher upfront deposit. Okay, so that's my two cents on that. Now, um, the property management company you choose, also you want to make sure that they're not charging you still when the property is vacant. They should be charging you on rents collected. Well, if no rents are collected in a month, then you shouldn't receive a bill from them in that month. So that goes into not only tenant screening, but more so your property management interviewing and screening. Okay, so the third biggest fear that people have is losing money. Now, I would even venture to say this is number one, but it came in at number three, so we'll talk about it now. Now, losing money, just face it, it's part of doing business. It's a it's a, it's a a cost of doing business. It's either your business flourishes, it's gonna struggle, or maybe you're just barely getting by, but you're still in the black, right? You're not in the red and the negative every month. Losing money is absolutely difficult. It's a difficult pill to swallow, right? On rental real estate or any investment that you make or anything in, in general that you do. It, it it arises for a series of these different unfortunate events that usually come unexpected, right? Because people are not planning for those type of expenses. And it can absolutely be detrimental to your long-term investment. But when it comes to rental property, most investors actually worry about putting in a huge sum of their hard-earned money on a property that also still requires significant repairs within a short period, right? Which is something you have to expense for. Now, real estate in general uh, has these different investors, different grades of investors, we like to say. But if you're starting out and you're more on the beginner level, you're not really um, expecting to have exorbitant repair costs usually. Usually when you're starting out, you're having anywhere from cosmetic renovations that are needed, meaning just handyman type of repairs, carpet, paint, touch-ups, windows maybe even, but not anything structural, anything mechanical mechanical, anything heavy duty, and roof even, you know, may not be something that you want to have to repair as a beginner investor. Now, every repair, with that said, can change the financial projection or performance of a property. So again, you want to take those calculated risks by having a solid team, getting your uh, general contractors interviewed, right, and getting their feet on the ground to help inspect the property and know what your expected repair costs would be for any damages that are pre-existing. You want to consider uh, the fact that you do need to do 
due diligence, right? You need to have some working knowledge, again, your team mentor coach to provide you with that assistance through your due diligence process, including your overall deal analysis and consulting with other real estate professionals like your banker, your bookkeeper, your CPA, your tax advisor, right? To be able to make sure that you are acquiring it using the right entities, the right structure for those entities, and also taking advantage of all the potential tax advantages that you can receive from this long-term investment that you intend to acquire. Okay, overall, those type of things really help to minimize the exposure to this type of perceived risk of losing money. Now, every investment comes with risk. It's inevitable, like I said. So don't not if you're not ready to face the fact that you will lose money at some point. Right. Even if it's a little bit or a lot, hopefully on the little bit side. Right. If you're not prepared for that, well, don't don't start investing. Right. And also spending money on repairs when you first acquire the property versus holding it with the existing condition with that deferred maintenance usually also means you will greatly reduce the maintenance costs and in turn your vacancy costs that would otherwise arise out of properties that you're you're managing um, because of that initial lack of upkeep to the the physical condition of the property, it does increase your maintenance and vacancy costs. So keep that in mind, which is usually about 5% each, 5% for maintenance costs, 5% for vacancy costs of the gross rents collected. Okay, so that's 10% that you have to account for. The way to minimize that 10% and make it lower so you have less of that expense every year is to repair the property completely when you acquire it so that you do have less time and cost investments in maintaining it going forward. All right. Then number four is in regards to evictions, especially during a global pandemic like we're in right now. Evictions is absolutely a common activity for rental property owners to have to stomach. It doesn't matter how diligent or careful you are at pre-scheming your tenants or your property management company and really placing these properties into uh, your portfolio or tenants into your properties. One single thing that can ignite a problem such as a global pandemic like we're in right now with this global craziness, massive job loss, huge spikes in foreclosure rates, there is this call for a need for eviction still when tenants can no longer afford their rent and therefore they stop paying it, right? Now, there's a lot to say about this and mark, uh, arguments to be made and controversial topics about, about what to do to hedge off the risk of uh, of evictions, but the overall stress and time consumption that it, it, it requires for eviction, not to mention the financial cost, right? It, it really deters people from investing in rentals because they're like, I don't want to deal with people, right? <laughs> Which is sad, but true, right? People don't want to deal with problem people. However, evictions, it's, it, it does not frequently occur, actually, as often as people think, right? That's just a mental mind shift you're going to have to get through, is that you do also want to ask your property management company, hey, what's the eviction rate? How often are you filing for those evictions? What classifies a tenant to, to or what, what uh, you know, what kind of triggers um, do you have in place? What checks and balances? What system overall do you have in place? place to uh, help tenants to pay rent on time in full every month. And if they do find be fall behind, what's the process before an eviction, right? While you're determining all of this to avoid it. So 
you know, tenants are also doing their part and really have the desire usually to avoid evictions because then it inhibits their ability to be financeable because it's a credit hit, right? And it shows up on their credit. It reduces their ability to get access to more rentals because other property managers um, that are pre-screening them or other landlords are going to turn up a, you know, a, an eyebrow to them because they see an eviction on their record. So they do have also families, right? People with children, want stability for their family. So they have a lot of incentive to preserve the good standing of their rent and usually choose then to pay it. Even if it's not in full, they do something at all costs to avoid the eviction, including prioritizing their rent payment, right? Unless they're just not good people. Now with proper tenant screening and experienced local and professional property management, you can really avoid all of these stresses, save your time managing the rental properties and focus on just living your life, enjoying your life and living it more abundantly, which is the whole goal of this time and financial freedom. So owning and efficiently running a property management business, investment business at that, it might actually seem scary, right? But with knowledge, with resources, with a team, right? In place, the first task that you want to really undertake prior to that is the state of mind. Your mindset needs to shift, right? Because you really want to be able to understand what you're getting into and then have the team to support you in those endeavors, right? If you believe that rental property has the potential or even a recipe for your financial future to be solid and successful investing in rental properties, don't worry about all of these potential what-ifs and stresses and potential hassles that come as a natural byproduct of the business, right? Don't be afraid of the business and, and let that keep you from getting invested. All over there's good people, but all over there's bad people. Do your research, have a team, acquire properties, and continue to invest in your education, senior to even your properties. With all of that said, like I said, for more information, you can always reach out to me, like, share, subscribe to this channel, um, share it with friends, write a comment down below, look for my contact details in the description to this episode. And until next time, you guys be great. Come with your questions, come with your eyes, come with your new mindset shifted to seeing opportunities, evaluating the potential risk and calculating them, and then just go for it. 